Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin our number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. We are here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Pritch, I was just driving into work today, and it feels like Vegas is all the way back because mm-hmm. everybody's here for March Madness. <laughs> it feels in like, hot. Right? And I'm are. sure you've gotten tons of calls. Oh, hey, I'm in tons. town. You mm-hmm. gotta, so you got a lot of people you got to see, and it's it's a fun – my first NCAA tournament in Las Vegas. Oh, you're in for a treat. I can't wait. It is incredible. I'm it's so an excited. incredible experience. It's, it should be on everybody's bucket list, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm, I, I take that back. I did one in 2003 when my buddy uh, got married, mm-hmm. but it's been so long that I forgot right. about it. Right, because he got married, so we had to go to a wedding during March Madness. Yeah, what's crazy? Still great. What's crazy, Dave, is just all the stories I have over the years. But um, a good friend of mine who travels a lot for his company uh, was in town during March Madness, like right now, right? Uh, Corporate expense and everything. Oh yeah, he got kicked out of his hotel because of March Madness. What? (laughs) Well, in terms of the pricing. Oh yeah. So like. Okay, you can stay, but the pricing on this hotel room just went up. Like, I don't know what percentage you want to throw out there, but it's incredible. If the demand is off the charts, then you're in for a treat uh, coming up this week. Cannot wait. Now, again, we just had Steve Mackinon in the last hour. Hopefully you, you heard. And if you did not, again, you, you got to go and check out the uh, the weekly newsletters. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got all kinds of specials out there right now to get you ready to build your brackets. I wish I'd talked to Steve before <laughs> I filled out my bracket. I want to go to the West region to start off because I look at this region and Pritch, you know, I I took those walks down narrative street thinking, all right, Gonzaga is the overall number one, right? Duke's going to be a two. They're not going to put Duke and Gonzaga in the same bracket because they'll figure out an easier quote unquote pathway for Duke. Didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But I also think this is almost detrimental to Gonzaga. I look at this bracket, Pritch, and I think it might be the toughest one to, to navigate. So out of this list, I'll give you, and I told you with Steve, I have Arkansas at 14 to 1 coming out of this thing. And my rationale is this, Pritch, that if Gonzaga and Arkansas match up in the Sweet 16, okay. we're going to run and gun, baby. Right. And if that over under is sitting around 160, I'm playing the over because this will be the one team, Arkansas, that says, oh, you want to run, boys? We'll show you we can run down south too. They're not going to be scared of the style of play that Gonzaga plays, kind of like the UCLA game we saw last year where Gonzaga came oh so close to losing. Mm-hmm. But UCLA, 
Arkansas does it better than UCLA does. So to me, that's the matchup if Arkansas gets there that I think is, is going to be a potential pitfall for Gonzaga. Clear of that, I would like the Zags, but I hate that matchup for Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. I'm going upset central. I'm taking Arkansas 14-1 to to get out of the West. Okay, so I anticipated Arkansas, uh, and actually I got some intel. Ooh. So I talked to Scott Hastings, yes, uh, bad boys, uh, Arkansas guy, and I asked him that direct question. Because I'm, you're anticipating that matchup, right? The Zags and Arkansas. What did Scott say? Uh, well, he thought that the Zags, if they don't win it, his direct quote, if I can remember correctly, it was like, if the Zags don't win it this year, then I don't know when they're ever going to win it. Wow. So he thinks they're a complete team. He doesn't uh, doesn't, believe, no. no, Doesn't bother him. Right, right. And he's an Arkansas guy. But, you know, Duke (laughs) Duke is interesting, though, because sprinkling a little bit on them during, right before the conference tournament. Mm -hmm. So Duke got hot down the stretch in the regular season. uh, Then that lost in North Carolina. Uh, that, they took their heart away from them, right? Uh, because changed. certainly they changed after that loss at home uh, against North Carolina. Can they get back to being Duke in the tournament? I wonder about that. I, I know from a rotation standpoint, a little challenge right there. But um, I, I sprinkled a little bit on them a long time ago. But I, I don't have faith in that. But if you ask me now, in looking at my bracket, I have the Zags. I have the Zags because I agree with Scott. I think – if Gonzaga doesn't win it this year, then when are they ever going to win it? The, the surprising thing to me about the numbers, and again, about two weeks ago we were doing the show, and the Zags are about even money to get to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we didn't know the brackets then. I'm surprised now that they're minus 140 mm-hmm. because I, I actually did not think that the committee did them a lot of favors, right? I, I actually thought maybe go the other way. But no, the Zags' numbers, they've been shorted. Right. Again, about two weeks ago, you could get them 4-1 to one to cut down the nets. Now it's about 3-1. to one. Right. And how many players are out there like Holmgren, though? I, I mean, Oh, man, he is, he, is, he is a unicorn. Well, it's one, right. It's one thing, okay, you're in the conference and you see him multiple times or whatever, but uh, you, you think about early on in the season, you know, same thing with Duke and what they had uh, early on. I'm talking yeah. about early on. Now teams are different now, but you get to this tournament with the experience, and I go back to my big four, my four factors. Uh, experience Love means it. a lot, and, and I think Gonzaga, from a lot of playmakers, uh, difference-making uh, players on the court, uh, but I, I really lean and gravitate towards – at least in this region, uh, the experience factor, coaching, uh, dynamic backcourt. I mean, Gonzaga has everything when it comes to those factors. I loved Gonzaga until I saw the draw. And sometimes, <laughs> like you said, we I overthink things. Let's get to the East region here. Uh, this is an intriguing bracket as well because we know Baylor isn't fully staffed. Yeah. Baylor as the number one seed here. Pritch, you can go first on this one. Who do you have coming out at what number? Um, I have Kentucky. Oh, I have Kentucky. Uh, I am curious what Calipari can do uh, when you have a loaded roster, like he always does. I mean, he has the one and done. He has the great players, but now you have a transfer that's incredible down low. Uh, and, I mean, you can do so many things offensively. Now, execution standpoint, uh, when Kentucky was injured, I was worried about that. It dropped off. Mm-hmm. But coming out the SEC, uh, a highly athletic uh, conference, uh, I have belief in Kentucky this year. Now, I got them going up against Baylor uh, when you think about the Elite Eight, that situation, because I think Baylor can get deep. Uh, but without the key players, without – that fully a roster fully intact the way that we're accustomed to, at least with Baylor. I think the pedigree is there, but uh, something tells me this year uh, is the year for Kentucky to get to the Final Four. I love the pick. Uh, I love Oscar Deshibwe. Probably is going to be in the shortlist for National Player of the Year. To that point about being a transfer, mm-hmm. when you when he came in from West Virginia, 
ready-made, right? This isn't the normal John Calipari, bunch of freshmen. Let's see how they play. They've got some senior Ty Ty Washington. They've got some older players now. So I love the composition of that team. I took Purdue at 5-1. to one. Okay. Now they're down to, to plus 450 to come out of this region. I think the loss to Iowa is going to do them some good. They're playing better. De- not playing great defense. They're playing better defense. And this was uh, formerly a number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to trust that pedigree a little bit. Look, I do love Kentucky. I really do. But I'm going to take a flyer that Matt Painter can finally play a semblance of defense in the tournament. The offense will be there. And I'm going to trust Boiler Up to get this done at, a, at a, a different price point. Let's get to the south here. And, again, Arizona, I don't know how you don't love this basketball team when you watch them play, winning the Pac-12, coming back the way they did against UCLA. But I'm going to stay with the, the Cats. Are and you? I'll stay with them. That's, that's Villanova. And at 4-1 to one to come out of this region, they, they're going to slow you down. Mm-hmm. They, they want to play. It's almost like, to me, they're Virginia – but better offensively when they want to be. Now, they don't like to, to speed it up. So if they get to that matchup with Arizona, I think it's easier to slow down teams than speed them up. Right. So I'm going to trust Jay Wright, who, who, by the way, has won two national championships that nobody talks about. It's almost like forgotten. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust the, 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 the nice suits and the good defense and the great offensive efficiency and the best free-throw shooting team, arguably in the history of the NCAA tournament, I'm going to take Villanova. Okay, here's week. where I get a little sentimental because oh. uh, I, I had this team going deep last year, and they did, uh, Houston. Oh. I got Houston coming out. Um, I, I saw Arizona up close and personal at Pac-12 championship. I might be biased, Dave, but the friendly whistle allowed them to prevail and move on to that conference tournament championship. Uh, my buffs had them again. Yeah. Uh, and, and from a physical standpoint, you take two bigs off the court for – the Buffs, I mean, they didn't have a chance, right? And, and I get it. At Arizona, they have multiple bigs they can throw at you. But the athleticism, the continuity, the, the family aspect, the four factors that I have laid out, uh, I think Houston can play any mm. style. Uh, I, I think they can get physical with you, too. Yeah. They're highly athletic. They've crashed the boards. I don't think Arizona's seen a, play, uh, a team if they see Houston, certainly, which you look at the bracket, okay, how did they not see Houston? Um, but my goodness, if, if Houston can knock down shots, I think the effort defensively will be there. But I, I love the trust, and I, and I love the eye test when it comes to Houston right I'll, this year. And I love your number at 7-1 to come mm-hmm. out of this region. And I'll tell you this, watching them against Memphis, zoning up Memphis, mm-hmm. right, saying so they beat us from deep, you're, you're right. They, that zone, Jim Beheim made it famous. If Kelvin Sampson plays that, team's going to have to hit shots, and they're going to be tough because they're not going to get a lot of offensive rebounds right. against Houston the way that they can defend and rebound. we got one more region to get through. That's the Midwest. This one got a little chalky for me okay. here because I looked at I think this is the weakest overall bracket. Mm-hmm. I'm stunned they gave it to Kansas. <laughs> but because of that, I'm taking rock chalk Are you really? at plus okay. $2. Yeah, I've watched Kansas all year, and they're incredible. They really are. They got three guys that can score. Uh, they're, they're active. Um, and they, got a, they really have a difference maker in Abaji. So, Absolutely. Uh, but Iowa. You're going with a hot Big Ten team? You're taking Iowa? I am. When you are averaging 80 points a game and you can light it up at any point. Right, right. The only question is uh, when you know you're that prolific, can you produce the effort defensively, right? And and I believe when you're in this tournament, how do you not? How do you Mm -hmm. not when you're this good too, you're hot like this, you're confident? Uh, I have Iowa coming out of the Big Ten. 
uh, representing the Final Four here for me. You know, and I like that pick, too, because I see similarities between Iowa and Tennessee. Winning their conference tournaments, maybe Fran McCaffrey, get the monkey off your back. Mm-hmm. Rick Barnes, a little bit in Tennessee. From line coaches, right, that that's got to give them some validation. So I think they're going – that's why I'm, I'm kind of playing the Matt Painter angle in okay. Purdue to validate – Finally, the way that Tennessee has done, the way that Iowa's done with mm-hmm. those conference tournaments, I do like those p- picks. Very quickly, got about a minute to go. Let's recap your final four. Oh, my uh, final four out of the West, sorry, I got Gonzaga out of the East. I got Kentucky out of the Midwest. I got Iowa out of the South. I have Houston. All right, I went with Arkansas out of the West. I went with Purdue out of the East. I went with Villanova out of the South. And I went with Kansas out of the Midwest. Do you want to say who's cutting down the nets? Um, I got Houston and Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga does it. Uh, it's chalky, but I, no, you know, like, I'm going with Scott Hastings a little bit and also some of the people I talked to. Like, If they don't win it this year, then when are they ever going to win it? The only thing better than being a two-time champ is a three-time champ. I'm taking Jay Wright to cut down the <laughs> okay. nets and Villanova. When we come back, some great odds for MVP in the NFL will make you make a pick. Come on back. It is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. 
Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They've got insights in every key team, conference, and player to watch from the faves to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament on April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And Pritch, this is going to be a really fun exercise. We're going to give out some MVP awards today at the proper price tag. So when I give you a number and some names, we're going to have to choose who we'd wager on today at these price points. Let's okay. start off in what we call Group A, the heavy hitters. When you have Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers to go three for three, <laughs> or Josh Allen, who feels like an MVP in waiting. So you got one guy in Patrick Mahomes, been there, done that. Another guy who's the defending reigning two-time MVP, and again, a kid in Josh Allen, kid I say, that we feel like is the heir apparent. Seven to one, who are you laying the money on? Josh Allen. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. The guy didn't even have an offseason last year and he won MVP, right? Uh, but I, I look at the Green Bay Packers right now and they're subtracting because of contracts. Mm. At, at some point, that's going to happen. And uh, are you still going to have everybody be happy? Right now, Devontae Adams isn't happy, right? He needs a contract. He needs an extension. Uh, and so how are things going to be settled there? Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm watching the second half against the Bengals. And I'm watching Patrick Mahomes, another guy who's evolved his game, but yet that wasn't good enough in the second half against the Bengals. Uh, there's solutions, there's answers uh, uh, to those questions about Patrick Mahomes. Whereas if you add some elements to Josh Allen, I think he gets better, meaning a running game. Something and they started to get that. And they started to get that, uh, more of an identity in terms of the physical nature you needed in a running game. But he's such a playmaker uh, with his legs, Certainly with his arm, it's incredible. I think he strikes fear in defenses, and it's hard to defend that. When he can run, he can break you down that way. Uh, Buffalo has a way to get to six eligibles, which made Patrick Mahomes spectacular. But they were one-dimensional a lot of times last year because they didn't have a running game. If mm-hmm. they can add uh, and produce any semblance of a running game to add to Josh Allen, uh, I think he'll have one of those years this year that's representative of an MVP season. I agree. I would, I would put it on Josh Allen at 7-1. Mm-hmm. I, I think at some point voter fatigue sets in as well for Aaron Rodgers. I think he was just so much better last year that they couldn't deny him with all the political stuff off the field that they just said, you know, he's clearly the best player in the league okay. this year. So they, that's why they had to do it. Will they do that three times in a row? I don't think so, unless his numbers are just so ridiculous. Because, again, you can make the case that Tom Brady was on par with Aaron Rodgers when you look at some of those numbers. I'm with you on Mahomes, too. Something is happening here, and I know Eric Bieniemy's coming back, but they only gave him a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's broken, because clearly it's not broken, but it's not the same automatic machine we've seen year in, year out with a Kansas City offense. Very quickly on Josh Allen. Is this a single-wing offense that we're watching there in Buffalo? <laughs> is this a throwback to a yesteryear, uh, uh, an era gone by? I, I think it's a combination of everything because, again, it's about six eligibles. And as a defense, how do you defend six eligibles? Normally you're trying to defend five or you're trying to break down an offensive line and protections, right? Right. That's how you're effective defensively. But when you have that other element as a six eligible, that's hard to stop. We saw Lamar Jackson. 
win an MVP because he was a six eligible. That's and, right. And so how do you how do you come up with a scheme defensively to, to defend that? You don't. You can come up with a scheme to defend Patrick Mahomes, who wants to make the play down the field. It doesn't always have the patience to make drop it, it off. It, or, right. Exactly right. So you can you can game plan for that. But with Josh Allen is, you just can't game plan. He just needs some help. He needs that other element to allow him to be highly effective as a sixth eligible. If that comes together for Buffalo, uh, watch out for this football team on top of the fact that I think Josh Allen can win the MVP. I tend to agree with you right there. Let's go a little bit down the beaten path, go down the board to 12 to one. Mm -hmm. Can I interest you (laughs) in the comeback player of the year a year ago? That would be Joe Burrow. Right. Or the guy who used to say go Hawks and now is going to say go Bronx. Russell Wilson, 12 to 1. So one guy going to a new team, the other guy coming off a Super Bowl. Yeah, with two offensive linemen now. He was the most sacked player last year, I believe, and now Joe Burrow with the core uh, right around 25 years old. Their continuity. 12 to 1, Joe Burrow over this guy. I mean, Russell Wilson is spectacular. He is, but don't forget, as a better, this is about Russell, too, and his legacy more so than. Um, anything else. You know, Denver, they, they have to work through some situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are constructing a nice roster, but the situation they had to work through is a new head coach uh, and a new quarterback. Now, it could come together because Russell is that type of player, uh, but within this division, and you, know, you look at the landscape, I mean, give me Joe Burrow told him one right here. Okay, we're going to go, we're going to split ways here. Okay. I'm going to take Russell Wilson, and it's partly because this award is voted on. Right. And Narrative Street. My goodness, does the media love a good narrative, right? So they're going to get Russell Wilson, kind of like Tom Brady, going to Tampa Bay, winning a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford going to L.A., winning a Super Bowl in year one. Year one, if Russell Wilson can figure out a way to win this division, that's mm-hmm. all he's got to do mm-hmm. to win MVP to me, in what we've already now established, potentially, could be the best division, the deepest division, in the history of modern-day pro football, that if he can win the division, they're going to go, it's because Russell Wilson. Okay. That's the reason why. So I'm going to take that walk down Narrative Street and say that the, vote of the, 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 the voting public here right. in the media will vote for Russell Wilson if he can win the AFC. But the West. thing about Russell Wilson in that Narrative Street is that Narrative Street gets no traffic. <laughs> He has not received one vote for the MVP. He never gets it. <laughs> so that narrative street, I don't know, has anybody even been on that street? No, it's been an empty street. It's been very barren in Seattle. Let's see if changes uh, in Denver. Let's go to 22 to 1. My goodness, I'm so mm. interested in this group. Because when you have my guy, uh-huh. Super Dak Prescott, as I like to say, number Super four, Dak. at 22 to 1 against the former MVP and Lamar Jackson, you know where I'm predisposed to go. Right. But Pritch. Lamar Jackson, as you say, with that sixth eligible, I I think you can make a stronger case at twenty two to one for Lamar. Well, you can, and and you always can. I think in this situation, I mean, Dak Prescott and what's going on in Dallas, and you would know this. My goodness, uh, you know, he just lost Amari Cooper, right? And uh, Michael Gallup's coming back from an ACL, which is going to be okay. I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, how's players bounce back from the ACL is incredible. They're, they're actually better sometimes, right? Um, but you know, Lamar Jackson, so they're evolving with Baltimore and that offense with Lamar. And so at 22 to one, do you bet on that evolution? Like if they can get it right and he becomes a pocket passer, watch out. But I don't know. Cause he got banged up last year, mm. you know? And, and so, and he still has that tendency and, uh, and you know, the elements of being that pocket passer and winning a Super Bowl from the pocket, it's going to take some time. So that's why uh, if you wanted to bet on this situation, group C, a 22 to one on Dak makes more sense 
But the upside is there for uh, for Lamar Jackson, though. I, I'm always curious because it kind of gets back to our Josh Allen conversation a little mm-hmm. bit here with these these hybrid quarterbacks, almost single wing to a degree. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want Lamar Jackson to be evolved. Of course, it would be great that you know he can do the pocket things that you need to do. And I, the arm strength is not debatable. He's got it. He's got a cannon. He can flick at the wrist. It's almost like in order to win MVP, I want him to be Josh Allen. I want those guys to be single wingers. I don't want them to be pocket passers in order to win this individual award. I want them to use the, the, the ability that they have, uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, to use those right. feet to be the difference maker in the six-man that you can't defend. Well, the, like That's how, I, how he wins the award. Yeah, and the thing about Lamar Jackson is, okay, can you run it when you want to? Like I think with Josh Allen, you can run it when you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now if you add a running game to him, you really can run it when you want to and certainly feature Josh Allen. But whereas Lamar Jackson, to me, it's more of a we, gotta, we have to run it. We have to make plays now. And so we have to design stuff. And uh, you, you win Super Bowls from the pocket. I mean, that has been proven over time. That's right. Uh, and Lamar Jackson is going to have to evolve that way if the design for the Baltimore Ravens is to win the championship. All right, one more to go here. This is a fun exercise. 40 to 1 right now. Hmm. I can offer you two guys. Oh, man. I'm going to offer you Jalen Hurts <laughs> or Derek Carr out here in Sin City. Who are you nibbling on at 40 to 1? Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I mean, oh, the respect, I, disrespect sure. for Derek well, Carr it's continues. Not, it's not disrespect. I'm just watching receiver after receiver leave the Raiders. Yeah. Like Zay Jones just left for a big payday. Uh, Nelson Aguilar left last year, two years ago. Right. Um, it's like Derek Carr just can't keep an elite receiver on the roster. I know he's got Waller coming Still back. Got Waller. He's got Hunter Renfro. He could put up some numbers uh, with Josh McDaniels, but then I look at how many MVPs did Brady win with Josh McDaniels over two decades, right? And I think he won two because mm-hmm. Josh was a – Head coach in Denver when he won his third, so, so but it's but, not necessarily a throw it all around the lot yeah, type offense. He, and Derek Carr is not Tom Brady either. So, um, I mean, from an upside standpoint, you know, you look at what Philly's doing and if they can secure some areas on their team. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he has some upside there. As a Cowboy fan, I can't pick Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I have to pick Derek Carr. I just look at it and I go, man, oh man, oh man, Derek Carr. It does feel like he gets slighted a lot. Yeah. But actually, you give really good points as to why the better number might be Jalen Hurts. When we come back, speaking of numbers, Lou Finicaro is going to join us. We've got a very interesting UFC card over there in England. We'll break it down when you come back with us. The Lombardi line on the Sports Betting Network. Want to get in shape? Well, maybe you're having trouble staying motivated. Make five-hour energy shots part of your lifestyle and get the energy boost you need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. Flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is literally a flavor for everyone. So get a five-hour energy today. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. Pritch, do you ever try those five-hour energies? You're in good shape. You yeah. Always, yeah. Uh, road trip. Road trip. Road trip. Yeah, Need that's my go-to. Right, sure, absolutely. Yeah, uh, in terms of working out, you know, you can kind of eat properly and certainly be okay from workouts, but certainly five-hour energy for a road trip. All right, I like it. I've tried them before. I like the grape. They're okay. pretty good. Uh, let's bring in our guy, Lou Finicaro, of course, VSIN Point Spread Weekly contributor. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at GamBlue. And I know, Lou, you get up and do 100 push-ups every day, right? You, you do any of that five-hour energy? I don't do the five-hour energy. I swim a mile each day, 
Uh, today, I didn't swim. However, I did uh, the yard work. I took my backyard down to about a quarter inch, and I then put some seed on it. Obviously, in Phoenix, we're a little ahead weather-wise of some of the other areas of the country. <laughs> uh, that's impressive to me. You do more before I get here, that's for sure, every day. I go, uh, Mike and I were just having a, a really fun conversation about the NFL, looking at some of those futures uh, and certainly some MVP candidates here. Everybody's looking at March Madness. We understand it. Baseball's getting ready to start. Is there a time now that you look at the NFL futures board and maybe some of the moves that you've seen from a handicapping perspective where you can really find an advantage? Uh, first of all, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, second, uh, please excuse if my opinion is really different than many. And so to answer your question, no, it's my opinion that anyone betting any form of NFL at this point in time hates money, absolutely hates it, because we didn't know that Russell Wilson was going to go to uh, Denver, and we don't still know what's going to happen. With my focus weekly of the UFC and hockey playoffs just about 19, 20 games away, my focus is completely on my next profit-making sessions. And the NFL, I won't even begin to address until my due diligence in July. Now, that's me, and I'm an odd duck. I get it. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, again, it's a great point. I mean, how in the world could you knew or know about some of these quarterback carousel changes? And I think that's why the draft. I think a lot of people wait, Mike, until the draft is over right. and then really start going to the handicapping process. Yeah, absolutely. And so many things can happen in offseason, too, right? Uh, but – uh, to Lou's point, I mean, I, I think for me, uh, I, I build a position. So okay. I'll take a small position uh, on a futures and then build it uh, as we see more and more transactions. Right. right. And that's why, I, again, and I did play one, Lou. I, I played the Chargers. I got a little bit lucky. I didn't see the Cleo Mack trade coming. But you're right. It is kind of throwing darts right now. Mm -hmm. uh, let's get to the UFC fight night. And this should be a very interesting card uh, in England this weekend. Let's start right at the top here. Alexander Volkov against Tom Aspinall. And, you know, it's interesting because, Lou, you know this. I had Nick Likas on yesterday, first strike, first look. And when he set those numbers, they were about even. Now, Volkov is still there. About minus 150 is where they started. But you see where the money He's gone. It's gone towards Aspinall here. Is this because it's England? They want to root for their guy and they're showing it and backing it with their money? That's what exactly what I believe. Uh, I'm tracking that Volkov opened minus 120. Now he's, you know, minus 105 to plus 105. And I think as we get closer and more public get involved, we will see the influence of uh, across the pond. And uh, they're voracious gamblers. They're loyal as they can be. However, in this particular fight, uh, he, the young man, uh, has has had one top 17 type uh, opponent in Sergey Spivak, who is a legitimate heavyweight, and he won impressively. That said, Spivak doesn't equal the kind of an athlete that Volkov has been in with in his last seven or eight fights. Uh, I believe 
this main event, Dave, should be lined according to how it opened and not how it is now. Obviously, you get a sense of my stance in the main event. <laughs> you know, Lou, just to follow up on that fight, uh, diff- looking for different ways to bet uh, a match like this when you have these trees and they're huge, right? <laughs> uh, and then maybe uh, from an experience standpoint, uh, you look at Volkov that way. And uh, Okay, so is other angles to this fight that could pique your interest a little bit. Yeah, the angle that I like the most is is the rounds, and I've seen uh, two and a half overs minus 175, and then three and a half over is plus 100. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to kind of let those settle a little bit. Uh, Volkov is strong, sturdy, longer, taller, more experienced, and the young kid is going to probably be watching the blades tape, trying to take him mm-hmm. down. I don't, I don't think he's going to have the experience Excuse me, that was me using my hands, gentlemen. <laughs> it happens. I don't think I don't think the young man's going to be able to take Volkov down as uh, readily as he believes he might be, and and I tend to think this fight easily could go into the fourth, fifth round, probably to decision. I, I'm right there with you, Lou. And again, we'll get more into that on, on first strike. But you've been really good on your round props too. Uh, fights to start start certain rounds. That's why you got to follow them at Gamble and check out the Bout Business podcast. It's a really good money maker as well. Let's get to the featherweights. And I say Dan Hooker is a featherweight once again, dropping down uh, to 145 to take on Arnold Allen. This this fight about priced evenly here. I'm seeing about minus 110. Boy, I got to tell you, and I get it. Allen's going to be the fan favorite once again. But the hangman coming down in weight, does that worry you? Or do you go, oh, boy, he's going to be a real problem at 145 again? Well, both, Dave. What I feel like is when I watch weigh-ins and he looks drawn and a little bit tight, then I'm going to probably step away. But my opinion now is if he makes weight, looks good, he's going to have dynamic physical advantages over Allen, uh, size, length, experience. And the fact that he's fought at 55 going to 45 is going to be make him hard once he hydrates to take down for the smaller Allen, who's a ground fighter. So uh, this one's contingent completely upon weigh-ins. Lou, what about a dog situation? Sado steps in. Uh, Silva got injured for Nelson. He's fighting Nelson. Uh, any, any situation there that you like in terms of the dog in this fight? Not in that fight, okay. Mike. Uh, Sato is a journeyman at best, taking this fight on short notice. And um, the Iceman has been off for a couple of years, and Nelson's a dynamic submission specialist. Uh, but he's been away, and that's a fight I'll watch to get a, a bearing on how uh, Gunnar Nelson is fighting. But he should submit Sato sometime during that fight. You know, we almost had a fight yesterday between uh, Taporia and Patty Pimblet, and they're not scheduled to fight each other on this card, but apparently there were some hostilities going on, and, and you see this from time to time, Lou. Where does that does that change your opinion of Pimblet in this fight here? Because this is the next guy, right? This this is the Conor McGregor now on this card when Conor was on the card years ago in Ireland. They 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 love this kid. They want to see this kid shine. But where's his head if he's already fighting with other fighters that are not named his opponent on Saturday night? Uh, this young man, limited in talent and uh, results as he is, uh, is drinking his own hype to, to an extent. 
And quite honestly, they've served him up a complete jar of jelly, and he's going to have an easy time in this fight, but he's a fade moving forward. Ooh. He's all mouth and, and no performance based on my judgment thus far. That is a very interesting take because, again, I, you, you go down to the third fight uh, to get Pimwin on, on this card, and people can't wait to see this, and I'm sure it's going to be a show that he's going to put on, but let's see what he can actually do in the octagon. I do want to get to a couple other fights, and very quickly, we got Meatball back in there on Saturday in England. Molly McCann taking taking on Luana uh, Carolina here. What do you make of McCann, a small favorite in this fight? Yeah, uh, English gal fighting at home. She she won a huge fight her last out, as well a performance bonus. And I think that really allowed her to breathe a little bit. She's shy on talent, but long on grit, determination, and toughness. The other girl she's fighting is longer, taller, more talented, and I think is going to be able in the large octagon to keep the meatball outside and at range. And I like Carolina as a slight dog here. Yeah, I just love the nickname, but you're right. It's going to be tough uh, with the physical attributes that, that she does not possess against her opponent, Carolina. Very quickly, got about a, a minute to go. We mentioned Taporia getting in a scrap there with Pimblin. He is a huge favorite, almost a $5 betting favorite against Jai Herbert. Any problems there that maybe mentally he's looking past him already? Well, he's a 45-er, and he couldn't make the weight at 45, so he's moving up to 55 now. That's a whole different world for him. He's going to find it much tougher, and it's not going to be so easy for him, in my opinion. Mike, do you see why I love talking to Luke oh, and Carroll yes, each and every week? hands down. It's absolutely the best. Again, check out the Bout Business Podcast. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at GamWu. We always appreciate the time and the information, my friend. We'll see you on Friday on First Strike. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good luck to everybody. Absolutely great information. When we come back, Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion, going to join the program right here. Come on back. It is the Lombardi Line right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms, at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. This is the Lombardi Line right here on Vston and Pritch. I don't play favorites, mm-hmm. but I certainly have favorites. And this man would be one of my favorites. Brian McFadden, not one, but two-time Super Bowl champion, joins us right now. Of course, check him out at CBS Sports. Does a great job there. Does a great job with the All Things Covered podcast that he and Patrick Peterson do. BMAC, great to have you back in the program, my friend. I got to start with a statement (laughs) that my co-host, Mike Pritchard, you know, a wily wide receiver winning a national championship, Colorado playing with the Falcons and the Broncos. He said last week on the program, BMAC, as I brought up Jalen Ramsey, that there's no such thing as a shutdown corner in the NFL these days. Do you concur, sir? I disagree, but I'm not surprised to hear that come from Mike, Mike's mouth. He's a wide receiver, right? So what do you expect? And Mike, number one, Dave, you didn't have to give me his resume. When you say Mike Pritchard, you know I'm a historian of the game. Yes, you are. I grew up watching Colorado, the Buffaloes, back when you had guys like yourself, Mike. Chris Hudson in the secondary, mm-hmm. Deion Figures. I mean, uh, 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 what's the DN what played with the Broncos? Alfred. Alfred Williams. Um, yes, yeah. Alfred Williams. Chad yes. Brown. No question. <laughs> back Steel. then, college college football was different back then. It was a big deal. It it's not a it's not. I'm not saying it's not a big deal now, but when I used to watch Colorado play in the Orange Bowl on NBC. Mm-hmm. Or, or those NBC games, man, it's, it used to be magnificent. But, yeah, go, but I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> well, okay, so let's let's follow up on that. Okay. So I just saw T. Higgins take uh, Jalen Ramsey deep. I, I saw uh, the week before Mike Evans Woo! take him deep, too. So it's like, well, who's a cover corner? Who's a shutdown cover corner in today's NFL? Wait a minute, wait a minute, Mike. So you mean to tell me you did not see, and I know you can see extremely well, Oh, no. You didn't see the face mask oh, no. that oh, led to T. Higgins coming down with that reception. So you just didn't see that. Everyone in SoFi saw it, but you didn't see it. Oh, the ref didn't see it, so I didn't see it. Wow. <laughs> and Mike Evans torched him a couple weeks earlier right. in, the, in the comeback. I mean, listen, it, it, it happens. I mean, okay. it, it, it happens. One thing about Jalen Ramsey and why I do believe he is the best corner in, in the game right now right. is that he may give a player here or there, but he, wait, he makes more plays than he gives up. 
Okay. Because I, I was just referring to when I was in the league and shut down corners like, you know, Aeneas Williams and, uh, I don't know, Charles and Rod Woodson, you know, mm. Deion Sanders. Was, those were sh- shut down guys because they would travel. They would line up everywhere. Jalen does that to some extent, but it's just, I guess, not to that level. Daryl Revis either. I mean, it's just not to that point where you see those notable shutdown guys. Yeah, and the game has really changed also. You know, normally when you play uh, 21 personnel was the normal mm-hmm. offensive personnel. Now you see guys coming out in 11 personnel or 10 personnel with no tight ends, four wide receivers, uh, one running back. So the game has transitioned to more of an aerial attack. And because of that, it, you won't see some of the prolific play that you saw when you played. And for me growing up from guys like Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson, Deion Sanders, because now most quarterbacks average around 40 attempts per ball game. Yeah. Right. I don't know if we actually solved that debate, but I like the debate, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, VMAC, I got to ask you, because I texted you when I saw the news of Mitchell Trubisky, and now the Steelers 5-1 to one just to win the division. Forget about the playoffs, just to win the division. Are you happy as Steeler Nation? Are, are they? Is this the guy? Is Mitchell Trubisky now 2.0? Is this the guy going forward that's going to restore the glory in Pittsburgh? I hope so. We have no other choice. You know, he is our guy. By default or whatever the case may be, he is our guy. The issue with Mitchell Trubisky is that why so many people were disappointed in hearing the Steelers sign Trubisky? Because we had a little glimmer of hope that we potentially could get Deshaun Watson. So if you go from... Hoping there's a chance to get Deshaun Watson to not getting Deshaun and getting Mitchell Trubisky, no question, you will feel disappointed. But let's keep it real. He still has talent, right? The upside clearly is there. Will he reach the upside? Only Trubisky knows that. But I can tell you this much. I would rather go get Trubisky, not giving up any picks, only paying him $7 million a year, then traded for a guy like Carson Wentz. Oh, by the way, the Washington Commanders did, and now you're paying him almost $30 million. Yeah, man. You know, looking at this AFC North situation too, Brian, because I think of this division as a culture uh, division. For instance, the Ravens and what they've done. Uh, they're, they're probably going to be more competitive, certainly from the offseason into next year. Uh, the Bengals, they started something. I wonder if they can continue it, though. But when I think about the Steelers at plus 500 to win the division, I- I'm thinking about the Steelers from decades, right, and through decades in terms of the culture, Mike Tomlin, what he's established. So from a betting standpoint, I guess my question to you is about the Steelers doing what they need to do to get back on top and win this division. Yeah, it starts at the quarterback play. And I think that's why, you know, so many experts and, 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 and analysts, they believe the Steelers probably will finish dead last because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Right. Lamar Jackson, safe to say, based on his standards, he had an off year. But we believe he will bounce back and be the MVP-like player he showcased throughout his professional career. Joe Burrow, he just has that it factor. And even though we don't know exactly what will happen with Cleveland in the quarterback position, it's safe to say they will be playing with someone outside of Baker Mayfield. Now, if they go get Deshaun Watson, their chances increase dramatically. But if they don't or land a guy like Jameis or Jimmy Garoppolo, you still like their chances. So for Pittsburgh, they're at the bottom of the, uh, of the, of the totem pole right now in the division based on the quarterback play. Because defense you love still, right? Coach you love. Running back you love. Offensive line, they've made some nice signings that will improve that area. The only concern and the biggest question mark is the quarterback.
I'll correct you, BMAC. That's uh, Baker Reagan Mayfield. <laughs> he likes to put the middle name out there now. Uh, BMAC, when you look at the landscape, it's changing, obviously, right? Because I don't, I didn't anticipate Russell Wilson would be traded to Denver, right? And you look at that division, you say arguably it could be the best division we've ever seen in the history of modern football. What do you make of the AFC of the whole? I'm not just saying the Steelers here, but overall, it just feels like this is going to be a murderer's row, whoever comes out of the AFC. The group of death. You know what I mean? When you look at every division, uh, the AFC West, as you mentioned, when you just look at the star power, the quarterback position, man, good night. That's why you're seeing teams load up defensively like the Chargers are doing because of the quarterbacks they will face week in and week out. You look at the AFC, not even adding a guy like Deshaun Watson to the fold, you still like what the AFC has, the AFC North, what they have. And then when you transition uh, to the AFC East, you know, you got the Patriots, Mac Jones. Uh, one would think Miami would be a more than a serviceable team this year. And Josh Allen, he's not going anywhere. I mean, the only division where you think it could be a little watered down is the AFC South. That's it. Every other division in the AFC is going to be a 12-round light fight and you better make sure you pack in your ice and your lunch because it's going to be that type of ball game. Got a couple minutes to go here with Brian McFadden, two-time Super Bowl champion, final mentor, as I do at BMAC underscore Sports Talk. Again, all things covered podcast. It's really good with Patrick Peterson. You know, we're getting the NFL draft coming up in April, but I want to go back to say when you were coming out of you guys, highly recruited, coming out of high school. Brian McFadden, what was this young BMAC thinking when, before you decided that, you know what? out of Hollywood, Florida, I'm going to go play for Bobby Bowden at Florida State. Tell me, take me into the mind of this kid right here. What's he thinking? Uh, I, I was pissed off during this picture, <laughs> as you see. My, I was mad. I don't know why I was mad, but I was mad. I wanted to go hit someone, and you, you can see it on my face. Uh, but, man, I, was just, I just love playing football. I love hitting people. I love shutting down wide receivers, and, and that's something that I took pride in, and, and that was just – the, my love, the love that I had for the ball game, uh, playing football, just ultimately having one-on-one -on -one opportunities and playing football. And as you can see right there, you see some of my stats. No one really tried me like that because <laughs> and, and unlike what Mike feels now, there were such things that locked down corners, especially back when I was playing high school, and I was considered one of those lockdown guys. But one thing, though, I can say, I love the weight room. You see, not too many high school athletes are benching 315. I played corner. <laughs> And I was benching 315, so you just can imagine what I was doing to some little measly wide receivers who probably couldn't even bench 185 one time. I was taking them to the woodshed. Are you bumping and running on Mike Pritchard if he's coming across? <laughs> I have to, no question. Especially seeing what he did at, at Colorado. I can't get him, let, it, let him get a free release off the line of scrimmage. He was too quick. <laughs> Absolutely love it, B-Mac. Awesome. Absolutely yeah. the best. Hey, B, great catching up with you again, my friend. Again, check out the All Things Covered podcast. It's absolutely sensational. Uh, thanks Thanks for watching, everybody, this edition of the Lombardi Line. A lot of fun here on a Wednesday. We got you covered all afternoon long right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.